0: listening
1: to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA Podcast. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pembe here with Justin Fensterman bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS Podcast. Here recording on Wednesday evening for Thursday's five-game NBA main slate. Uh, Fensty, good to have you on here. It feels like, you know, maybe once a week, every other week we get you on here for dfs podcast you're obviously renowned for your starting five video work throughout the week you give us the live streams but it's gonna get you on the pod every now and then
0: Yeah, okay john let's be real okay i know you're not telling the truth you're lying through your teeth nobody else could do the podcast tonight so you're stuck with me man and it's okay man because we don't get to spend enough time together so now we even get more quality time together
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, we only do a radio show on Mondays. Occasionally, I'm on your radio show on Fridays. Uh, You know, we do live streams and talk every day, nonstop, throughout the day. So uh, it's good to finally get this on uh, record, though, uh, being recorded here to preview. Uh, A pretty decent five-game slate, actually, that we have on hand. We got Miami and Houston. We have Toronto on a back-to-back going up against Boston. We have the Pacers on a back-to-back against... The Pistons. We have Orlando against Golden State, and Philadelphia here against Portland. They're running uh, their matchup uh, as the late night hammer. Uh, they just played each other a couple games ago. Um, you know, some pretty some pretty solid teams, some pretty solid matchups here. Only two point spreads currently available: Pacers in Detroit, two nineteen. Pistons only getting three points in that matchup, uh, and then Philadelphia in Portland, two twenty nine and a half uh blazers getting five and a half there uh oh, i so, the
0: other ones for you mr Impa. don't uh, worry uh, all right the then that's
1: yeah, the hookup i got yeah, you let's see what you're looking at then
0: all right so here's what i'm looking at for the other games i'm seeing that houston is a point and a half favorite with a 218 and a half total over miami you've got boston a four and a half point favorite the 222 and a half and then the pacers three point favorites with the 219 i'm seeing Warriors favored by eight and a half at the 230 and a half and then you mentioned Philadelphia and Portland
1: yeah so I mean that's I'm I'm glad you had the info I just had the two uh what's your quick takeaway before we go position by position any one of these matchups stick out to you more than the other
0: yeah absolutely whenever Golden State's on there I'm always looking to see who's playing and look it happens to be Orlando who's dealing with a number of injuries so in a way it's Where are we going to find some minimum salary love going up against the Warriors, whose defense is absolutely atrocious, especially on the perimeter? And it just puts Mr. Vucevic in a prime spot once again. So right now, when it comes to this matchup, it seems like you can get away with a pretty cheap game stack if you and I maybe work together a little bit later on.
1: Yeah, I I think that's true. I think we can get a good game stack going there. You know, you mentioned the injuries. Cole Anthony went down with an injury questionable.
0: Dude, they're they're magicians. They can't create a magic spell to protect them somehow. Everyone's getting hurt.
1: Yeah, they're they're out. Cole Anthony, he's questionable to play. Evan Fournier, also questionable to play, still without Aaron Gordon. So uh, really down to the bottom of the barrel there uh, in Orlando. So it'll be interesting to see if they can even hang uh, with Golden State, who's playing pretty well, at least at the moment. Um, In their own right. But let's let's jump into it. Let's start off at the point guard spot. we have mentioned, you know, this Golden State matchup. They have Steph Curry, Orlando, not really great defending the point guard position. And then if they're even down uh, Cole Anthony going looking at Frank Mason, uh, you know, good luck to you, sir, trying to defend Steph Curry. Uh, You know, you were basically signed out of the off the streets just a couple days ago. Uh, So I think Curry at 10 five in this matchup against Orlando is one of the highest priced players on the slate. Uh, you know, could be fairly popular.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But let me ask you this. Even though Stephen Curry is going to be popular, wouldn't you think Ben Simmons in an ideal spot against Portland a little bit cheaper? Guy could fill up the stat sheet. Portland's simple, man. Nothing's changed with them. And when Steph Curry's there, I understand. I mean, how do we avoid in his great matchup? But is it worth saving the two grand or would you rather save it elsewhere so you can get Curry in your lineups?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the one difference is, and of course, we'll, we'll hit it as we go across, you know, on these smaller slates. Uh, sometimes the value could be hard to find. And you're looking for guys that have that, like, top of the line ceiling. Now, this slate certainly has some guys that can hit that. You mentioned Curry. You talked about uh, – you mentioned Simmons, rather. Um, you know, between them on FanDuel, Dame Lillard's at 10K against Philadelphia, Um, you know, while Ben Simmons is a decent defender right now, Lillard is just taking a boatload of shots at 36 actual points, uh, against Orlando, uh, Simmons, you know, he's been okay, but still the one thing about him that I've said all season long, um, has really just been the lack of like actual scoring, you know, he's filling up the stat sheet. That's all well and dandy, but 800 for this, uh, on the slate. He only gave you 36 fantasy points against Sacramento. That's just not doing it for you, fantasy. You know, we talk a lot in GBP as we're looking for five minimum x return on your value, six, seven for upside. You know, five x return at 8,800. You're looking for 44 fantasy points, and that's something you know he's he's not really giving you. It seems like every other slate he's coming below 40. So it's it's more of a risk, um, though it is a good matchup against Portland. So I, I won't argue with you uh, too much on that aspect of it. Um the tier below is quite interesting. John Wall played a bunch of minutes against New Orleans, uh came back uh from his day of rest, thirty-four minutes, twenty-five uh actual thirty-five fantasy points. We have Kyle Lowry, second night of a back-to-back here. Um, you know, they blew out Washington, uh, the Wizards on uh Wednesday. We'll see how this matchup plays against Boston, but we know Kemba Walker not a strong defender. You know, where are you looking at this mid-tier Wall, Lowry, Brogdon in that 7K range?
0: Man, I really don't like going after these guys who are coming off the back-to-backs. I mean, it's just – it really just turns me off. I'm probably going to go and look at John Wall here. That's really where I'm – because I'm actually looking at a little bit below these guys – I mean, I don't really want to look at Kemba. I was going to ask you actually about Kemba going up against maybe a tired Toronto. But the problem is he doesn't really do it enough for me when it comes to filling the stat sheet. And you're talking about 5x return. I don't know if at 6,500 on DraftKings you're going to get that from Kemba. Now, with Lowry and Brogdon, who am I going to trust in that set mid-7K range? I'm 100% going to go Malcolm Brogdon over him against Detroit. Come on, man. Detroit's easy to beat. This, this is one of those situations where even though Indiana is on a back-to-back, they're really not on a back-to-back because Detroit is kind of pathetic defensively.
1: So, pathetic defensively, but Detroit's been playing teams close. Even They've even beaten uh, some good teams this year. They only have six wins uh, on the season, but I found a tweet earlier today um, that their six wins have come ac- ac- against uh, some of the top teams uh, in the NBA. They beat the Celtics. Uh, they played the Lakers close. We saw them beat the Nets. Uh, I, th- I think they might have even beaten Milwaukee, or they played Milwaukee uh, really close this year. So it- it's been uh, kind of impressive, to say the least, on how um, how the-, the Pistons have managed to play these games. I think a lot of it, um, Jeremy Grant has a lot to do with that. I just found the tweet right here. They're 6-18 on the season. There's six wins. Lakers, Nets, Celtics, Suns, 76ers, and Heat. So, I mean, like, they've beaten a ton of good teams. They've played a lot of close games, and they got a three-point spread on this one.
0: No, I hear you there. I just, again, I don't think the matchup is good for them. I think they're going to get crushed inside. Am I wrong to think that?
1: Um, No, I mean, I we've, mean, been, we've I, been attacking I them. I mean, I look
0: wrong. at Indiana tonight. Look at Indiana tonight, too. They're getting blown the F out right now
1: mm-hmm. by the Nets. Yeah.
0: Could, Which is a team that you should be able to
1: attack on the inside.
0: Right. But what I'm saying is they may not play a lot of their guys, their main guys, they may pull. them, So they might be a little bit more fresh than otherwise players on a back-to-back would be if they're getting killed by this much in the third.
1: Right. No, that, that I get, I and mean, it's not just so much the back-to-back, I guess that worries me there. Uh, it's just that we've seen them really uh, get handled at times this season. So, um, you know, that, that is a, a minor concern, but I, I'm with you there. I, I think it's still a good spot for them. Um, and we know that, you know, Delon Wright's not a great defender. So, uh, you know, Brodden, Brodden could be in play, um, below them. Kemba Walker is just struggle city right now. Um, not hitting any of his shots, 29 minutes against Utah, only seven points, struggled against Phoenix, he had a decent game against the Clippers, but, uh, I know it's a small slate, but I just don't have any interest there. Uh, what I do have interest in is Kendrick Nunn with Goran Dragic being ruled
0: out. Yes, thank you. Got yeah, it. no,
1: I'm with you there. <laughs> I thought I thought you had more to say. Yeah, no, no, just Dragic being ruled out. Nunn
0: against Houston, so right, no Dragic, and it's just a great spot. And again, with a shaking, shaky mid tier on a short slate, at least we know he's going to get the playing time.
1: Mm-hmm. No, definitely, definitely going to get that playing time. Um, we'll have to see what happens with T.J. McConnell. He's been good at filling up the, the stat sheet. Um, and if Cole Anthony's ruled out, Frank Mason, as I mentioned, is 4,200. He's about the only point guard they got left.
0: Right. Michael Carter-Williams is still hurt. Yep. Yeah. Evan, For, Evan Fournier, if he's able to play, can be the de facto point guard. But he's been dealing with some issues as well. He's been dealing with back issues. Everyone's dealing with issues on this team, man. Everyone except Vucevic. Vucevic yeah. is the
1: only one. Yeah, they're in rough, they're in rough shape. 100%. Um, at shooting guard, Fred Van Vliet's 9,300 didn't have the best game tonight. Uh, Norma Powell really overshadowed him. Um, you know, it's Van Vliet at 9,300 is potentially too expensive if, if we find out that OG and Nobi's uh, going to be ruled out once again because um, it'll make me want to play Powell. Powell's, you know, what, what am I looking at here? It's $2,600 cheaper, $2,500 cheaper. Right. And you're getting, you know, really, really, really good production on normal Powell right now. So, Well, we know Van Leet has that huge upside and he's had success against Boston in the past. I don't know if spending up for him is where I'm going to go when you have like Oladipo, Norman Powell, you got Andrew Wiggins here. Gary Trent keeps playing well. You know, this whole tier at shooting guard is really strong.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of some of the other guards that we could go after lower than that. I mean, someone who I know that I've talked to you about a few times is Josh Jackson.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jackson. You know, he, he came off the bench the other day um, and still came off and played pretty well. 25 fantasy points here. Um, you, you know who could be interesting. I don't even know if he's going to be on the slate or not. Let me check real quick because I got the update. He is there. Min Price. Min Price. Detroit just recently acquired a point guard fantasy from your New York Knicks. Yes, and Dennis we got, Smith Jr. We got word that he is expected to be available to make his Pistons debut. Now we don't know how much he's going to play, but if we get word that he's going to be like the primary backup, maybe he takes over that Derrick Rose 25 minutes. He's mid price. That could be something.
0: That could be. And look, When given the opportunity, the shot does not fall, but we don't have to worry about percentages here. I mean, if he drives the lane, he's going to be able to help out with the points and the boards. He's just never been able to really get a shot. He turns the ball over a lot. That's the big issue. So I would say this. If you see a good game right off the start with him, ride him while he's hot. Don't wait. Still three games to prove himself. Give him a couple of games because that's been his biggest problem, John, the inconsistency.
1: Do you have any interest in Terrence Ross of Anthony and Fornera? Yeah. I mean, yes, they have to be out though,
0: because here's the problem with the sauce is that I need more than scoring sauce. I need scoring in a couple of boards and dimes too. Maybe a steal. If he's, I need it to all add up. If he's just going to be getting the scoring and it's going to be 20 or bust, I need some of these other guys to be out.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he's definitely more of a scoring guard. Occasionally he'll give you some steals, um, You know, against Portland, 31 minutes, 22-4, one in a steal. So, like, Well, maybe remember, if those other
0: guys are out, if, if Anthony and Fournier are out, he could be bringing up the ball a little bit by default.
1: Yeah, that's true. Or, or you know, maybe even other opportunities to, to be productive there as well. Um, what do you think about Dwayne Bacon? Played another 30 minutes, you know, giving you a little bit of other things here. 4,100?
0: I mean, look. It's a short slate. We need the value. I don't mind it. Again, you and I, we, we talk about lineups all the time. We were talking about him before. He continues to score in double figures. I guess with the three rebounds, that meets my rule of commitment to the stat. I like that. So, look, if he's going to be taking double-digit shots and playing 30 minutes, that's providing a safe floor for us. And, again, this Magic team continues to pull the disappearing act when it comes to their players.
1: Exactly. No, I'm with you 100% on that one. Uh, let's just jump on over to the small forward position. Uh, at the top, Pascal Siakam on FanDuel. Um, $9,600. He's been great. I don't think I can play him against Boston knowing that Jason Tatum's going to be his matchup here. I think that's going to be a really tough draw for him. Paying that much, I'd much rather play Jimmy Butler below him for about $1,000 cheaper.
0: I mean, you were just talking about Detroit and stuff like that. What about Jeremy Grant? I mean, a guy who's now scored 32 points in his last two contests going up against an Indiana team that is playing tonight already. I mean, the shots are going to be there for him. The minutes are always there for him. I mean, I do wonder if he will grab a certain amount of boards. I mean, he's grabbing five and a half for the season. So it, again, I think this is a spot where we pay down. If he's going to be 7,400, I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that his, his DraftKings price? That's his DraftKings price. That's price. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a must play. Let's play at 7,400. That's far, far. Dude,
0: I think that's the magic area, man. I think 7,000 to 7,900 is the magic area where you get the best bang for your buck. I mean, we were crushing it when poor Zingas was at that value. And now when he's toggling there, when DeMar DeRozan is toggling there. I mean, dude, that I feel like that range, that specific range is where I feel like I'm finding a lot of my success recently in DFS.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, very nicely priced guys uh, in that spot. And Grant last night was a huge hit. Godfrey uh,
0: Eaton and is constantly in that area. Yeah, Deshante Murray, constantly in that area. Maybe even a little bit lower sometimes.
1: Yeah, Norman Powell has been like 65 to 68. Like, right, that, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that one. What do you think about Kelly Oubre or Juan Toscano Anderson? You know what? When it comes I actually think
0: Jay, we, we talked about this, you mean all, him too. I think JTA has actually been a positive contributor. Mm-hmm. I don't see why he can't be a regular part of the rotation. Can he also, from what you've seen, play multiple positions? I believe you can play him at the three, four and five, correct?
1: Yeah, I, I've seen them play mo- all front court positions. So. I mean, so, so, are they going to rely
0: on one dimensional uh, Eric Pascal, or are they going to rely on this guy? I mean, it seems like he's earned his spot in a very, very light front court.
1: Yeah, I I mean it would be nice to get a little bit more consistent with the scoring, but four straight games of at least 8 rebounds he's giving you uh you know at least two assists, he's shipped in with a block or a steal pretty much in every game since he's entered the starting lineup here, so um JTA's been nice and GPEP's, you know, Ubrey's shown that boom at times this year where you know, we went for 56 against Dallas, scoring 40 actual. He gave you a double-double against San Antonio when the points were down. He gave you 24 actual the night before against San Antonio. So um, Ubre and GVPs, I think, is a really, really nice uh, play there for sure. Um, any value guys jumping out to you here? At the small forward spot? Correct. I mean, look.
0: I'm not going after Andrew Wiggins. I know it's against Orlando. I know in a way we have to attack Orlando, but I'd rather go after Oubre than Andrew Wiggins. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Again, I think scoring-wise, Oubre has a little bit more pop at times.
0: Where are you at with Jeremy Lamb these days?
1: Well, he's laying an egg tonight. So I never I said this on the podcast, and I said it in the playbook. He's a guy that I absolutely never, ever, ever get correct. Um, he's played 21 minutes today. He's had three fouls, three points. So like, not good, (laughs) you know, just not good. good. No. it's Um, not. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, if he's limited in minutes tonight, I guess I feel a little bit better about him maybe playing the 30, but I, I don't know. I don't think I can go there. Um, you know, to me, that's, that's just kind of a tough sell. Um, yeah, you know, I could maybe be intrigued by Doug McDermott here again. I, you know, going up against Detroit, he's been playing pretty consistent, thirty minutes a night for them. Um, yeah. Again, they, they've cut the gap. I'll give them credit. They're only down sixteen now going into the fourth. They were down thirty-two at halftime. So, uh, wow. you know, they're, they're they're bringing it around. Um, McDermott's not really contributing much to that. Uh, Sabonis has eighteen. Brogden's got twelve. Uh, T.J. McConnell's got six off the bench. But I mean, like. You know, against Detroit, different animal here a little bit, and it could be a spot for for Doug McDermott.
0: Just an intrigue, and you please and tell me if I'm crazy, but I don't know why I was looking at his stats. I mean, he is coming off of a pretty strong game. You you're not you wouldn't go after even in one lineup, one spot. You wouldn't look at Derek Jones Jr., would you?
1: Um, there was no minutes limit on him the other day. Did he end up right. playing thirty something minutes? He played twenty nine. 29. Uh, and, he had, and he had 8 and 10. Yeah. You know, he's not terrible. The, the have been...
0: to say that is because if he's going to show the commitment to rebounding, they've got virtually nobody that's willing to do that right now. Yeah. Except Robert Covington is the lone ambassador. That's about it. So if he's willing to do that, I'm feeling like the minutes will stay. And if we can get something like a 10 and 7 out of him, that would be incredible.
1: Yeah, that's... He, I don't hate him. I'm a big Derek Jones guy. He just really needs to give you those secondary stats because he's not a scorer. Um, You know who could be appealing here is if Fournier and Anthony are out is James Ennis. I was
0: just looking at him, too. Yeah, Ennis
1: played 34 minutes, 16 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, a block, and a steal. Um, He's given you 10-plus points in three of the last four. The minutes are on the rise for him as well.
0: Who do you like better, Ennis or Bacon?
1: I would probably play Ennis for the scoring upside.
0: Right, and and you'll probably be saving some money too. Yeah, a both. little bit,
1: probably a little bit. Um,
0: so, the rebounding's been there for Ennis, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I said he's he's been good. Um, you know, he was somebody I was high on initially when he came back, but they kept on limiting his minutes. But now they really don't have a choice but to play him.
0: Yeah, no, he couldn't stay healthy, and now yeah, they really don't have a choice, man. They really don't. They're gonna have to bring some guy. They have to bring Penny Hardaway out of retirement soon. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, that probably won't work. Isn't he coaching college somewhere? Yeah, he's coaching Memphis, Memphis nice. State, I believe. Yeah, 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 I knew, I knew he was a college coach somewhere. Yes, uh, power, power forward, Jason Tatum against Toronto. We've been attacking the Toronto front court all season. Yes, I know Tatum let everybody down against Utah. Tougher spot. Jalen Brown also returned in that game. Um, yeah, you can probably play either of them, but I feel like this is a, a, you know, being the division matchup, being the fact that it's Toronto. And Toronto's on a back-to-back. I think Tatum has a really big game here.
0: Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I think that Tatum is always in play. This team doesn't have balance right now, this Celtics team. And I feel like that Tatum is the mainstay, and I feel like he's safe because of that.
1: You know, for me, it, it's – I agree with you in a sense where I don't know if the issue – so Tatum and Brown are, are playing out of their minds. They're both averaging like 26 points per game – Jalen Brown shooting 52% from the floor and 42% from three Tatum's basically in the same ballpark here. Their problem seemingly is finding that like third piece and Kemba Walker is struggling. And I, th- I wonder if point guards, not the right person to pair them with, like maybe they need that big and they just need sort of a, a guy that that can bring the ball up and, and hit the open shot as their point guard, you know, Marcus Smart could just be that guy, or like someone like Peyton Pritchard has shown the ability, but not somebody that they're relying on to be that third option. I wonder if that would fit better with Tatum Brown, um, who is sort of. Well, the I'll tell you this
0: much: if if Cleveland goes ahead and buys out Andre Drummond, then. The Celtics should try to make an immediate swoop in before Brooklyn gets him.
1: Yeah, they should try. They'll have to open some cap space. But I mean,
0: I, I, think, I look, Andre Drummond is not the best defensive center, but Andre Drummond will give you that secondary scoring in the post. Yeah, that, that, Tristan, so Thompson, I think Tristan Thompson doesn't give you consistently, unfortunately.
1: Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you on there. Um, you mentioned Detroit getting beat up on the inside. I think this is a great opportunity for Sabonis. Now, again, Pacers are cutting into that lead against the Nets, and that's not a good defensive team. Yeah,
0: no, uh, and that's 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 killing my theory on them being fresh. Those right, start-
1: bonus is already up to 30 minutes going into the fourth quarter. Jesus so. damn it. Yeah, so he's, he's him and Brogdon, both 30 minutes going into the fourth. You know that they're going to play probably a lot of this, unless it gets really out of hand. Um, the Nets did open it back up to 20. It was down to 16. Um, so we'll see how this trends. But still, good spot for Sabonis here uh love bam against houston bam is always one of my favorite plays i think this is a great matchup for him christian wood still out demarcus cousins has been limited the last two games which has really confused me um you know 24 and 22 minutes yeah 24 and 22 minutes so like i don't quite understand why i know it was a back-to-back but i figured one of those two games he would have played 30 and so they limited him both so bam could find himself in a really really great spot uh, Tobias Harris is now a powerful. I was, so was
0: going to ask you about that because he did have he started the double double streak against Portland. Yep. A few days ago, so I feel like it's a safe again in that seven K range on DraftKings, especially. I'm I'm feeling like it's a safe spot because Portland's front court is so weak and light.
1: Would you rather play Draymond or Tobias Harris?
0: Oh damn it!
1: Oh, I- <laughs> well, actually, I'll even throw this monkey wrench in for you. Chris Boucher Draymond, on to Tobias Harris. Oh, you're not allowed
0: to throw Chris Boucher at me. You doubted him. I I would probably go. Let me let me kind of look into this. Boucher
1: week. had a better game tonight than he did the other day against Memphis. 17.16 right. rebounds, two blocks, and 20. Only 24 minutes, but it was a blowout.
0: Right. Man, I would probably end up going with. Man, this is a tough decision. I will go. Okay. I would probably end up going with Tobias here. He's done it before I've seen it. He's on the streak. It's Robert Covington, Ennis Cantor. They don't challenge me one bit. I will say this. I do feel like maybe he doesn't have the safest floor, but I'm willing to chance that tonight, tomorrow night.
1: The Draymond upside for me in this spot, knowing how limited the magic are is is tantalizing, right? The other day against Dallas, Draymond had a 11 total blocks plus steals, which on Jeez. Fanduel is 33 points by itself. Uh, he's got four straight games of at least 10 assists. The other day he had a double double in rebounds and assists. Going up against who? Gary Clark, Al Camino, maybe like. And Amino even only played, uh, I think, a quarter or two the other day before leaving that game um, that he was in. Yeah, knee game time decision for this one, questionable to play. Um, I mean, it's tough for me because I I do like Tobias. I think maybe Harris is a better cash game option for this. And then if I'm looking at GBPs, Draymond and Boucher fit that bill for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, you
1: know what you're getting with
0: Harris? You're going to get the scoring with Harris. You're going to. It's going to happen. However, here's the thing with Green. I mean, you keep mentioning it. All they've got the magic is Vucevic, and that's it. So, whereas in a lot of other matchups, I wish the score was more, and we have to really heavily rely on all those other stats, this is the matchup, man. They have no front court. So, right. I'm, fine. I'm fine with either, man. And, by the way, if, if I put Draymond Green in the starting five tomorrow, I'm giving you credit for that. Okay. Oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll take the credit. But yeah, no, he's safe, man. He is definitely safe.
1: What do you think about value here? Um, you know, Jay Sean Tateson playing a lot lately. Carmelo Anthony had a good game the other night. Uh Blake Griffin, 5k. Very cheap. Um, you know, 31 minutes, only nine points and five boards. Um, yeah, not he
0: every- he bores the hell out of me. Yeah, dude.
1: he's not the Blake of old. I'll tell you that much. Dude, he's a
0: shell, man. He's not even he is a little shell. That's it, man.
1: Yeah. You know what? Here's our answer at the power forward. You know, you tell me if I'm pronouncing this correct because you're the Pronunciation. Oh,
0: this. no, don't 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 give me this name. I know exactly what you're going to say. And I'm is not it gonna is that. it Chuma Okeki? We're going to. Yes, we're going to say yes to that.
1: OK, uh, 27 minutes against Portland, 25 fantasy points, 22 minutes against Chicago, 20 and a half fantasy points. He's not scoring, but fancy. He's doing what you love. And that's everything else. Yes. So, so if the if the points come, it's a bonus.
0: Right. No, you're right about that. And I'll say this. If you go back to our draft guide that we put out in our rookie section, James Grande put him as a sleeper rookie, thinking that with Jonathan Isaac done for the year, he would have some potential to break through. And now they're at the mercy of they need somebody. They need someone out there, someone with a pulse. And he's getting that opportunity.
1: All right. Yeah, he was their first round pick last year, so you know there's definitely uh, some possible upside uh, G- there for Grande sure. Grande
0: was on it, man. Grande said yeah. he had some sleep sleeper potential. I know he thought it. You know, I know he thought he would be in the rotation towards the end of it. But look, however, you can get the opportunity.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, anybody else here jump out to you? I mean, looking at that value tier.
0: Kelly Olenek always is very intriguing, especially against Houston. Yeah,
1: DraftKings Kelly-O is, is yeah. a must for me. He's 5K. Uh, he's unfortunately locked in as a center on Fandle, which kills me. Uh, right. Because there's, right. There's other center guys, but yes, on DraftKings, I'm playing Kelly Olenek. 100%. J-
0: JTA qualifies at... Yeah both forward spots on DraftKings, so I'm liking that as well. So I think you can find some good 5K options.
1: With you there, uh, at the center spot, um, at the top is Joel Embiid against Portland in his candor defense. I know he only had 45 fantasy points against Portland the other day uh, in 33 minutes, but he had 37 actual in that game. So, like, he just had an off night with everything else. Only five rebounds, very rare to have that few rebounds. Only one assist, one block, one steal. He had five turnovers. Like Scoring 37 actuals should I'll net you more than 45 fantasy points on pretty much any other night. So I think we go right back here with Embiid as the top spend-up.
0: No, I'm with you there. I mean, who's going to – Ennis Kanter is pretty much like having no one, the invisible man on defense. So, by the way, we just gave you a few heavily valued spots. When it comes to the other forwards, when it comes to your threes and your fours, that 7K range and that 5K range, you can fit Joel Embiid. And by the way, Joel Embiid, Vucevic, the Pacers, centers, BAM, you've got a lot of guys in this spot. You don't, you know, I mean, this is one of those situations where I feel like ownership is going to be spread all over.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's definitely a possibility because, I mean, you mentioned, uh, again, yeah, DraftKings, there's a lot of, a lot of spread on uh, FanDuel, you have Embiid, you have Vucevic, you have Mason Plumley, who's playing really well right now. Uh, Plumley the other night broke the slate, 51 fantasy points against Brooklyn. Uh, his last couple of games, one of these was a double overtime against the Lakers, but 39, 40, and 51 fantasy points for Plumley, filling up the stat sheet for you. Um, you know, really good spot for him there. Uh, Cantor, still very productive, even against Philadelphia and, and Joel Embiid in that matchup. He had 17 points and 18 rebounds. So, like, Enos Kander continues to do what he does. He's 6,500. What is Cousins' price tag on DraftKings, Fancy?
0: DeMarcus Cousins' price tag is 6,900.
1: Yeah, he's 6K on Fanduel. So, like, on a small slate, do you go back. He played 30 minutes against San Antonio, and then they had that back-to-back, and he was limited. If there's no back-to-back for the Rockets playing thursday and friday which i don't i don't know let me check real quick to see if that's if the rockets are on the friday slate here uh they are not i think cousins can play 30 minutes here
0: i want to think that man i kind of thought that a few nights ago against charlotte he was going to be the slate breaker there but didn't work out i'm fine with that though yeah, no i, one's I going think it had him. to
1: do with the back-to-back fancy i think that's why he only played 24 minutes
0: i mean you know what man you're going to be winning alone man i feel like no one's going to be on him
1: I, right. That's why my feeling is too. He's burned people two straight slates. But if you and, think
0: and, and literally Center's got so many great options.
1: Yeah, I, I think the upside here is, is sneaky. Houston's gonna be at full strength. Miami at full strength. It could be a competitive game. Uh, I think cousins could be could be quite interesting there. Um, I don't really have much else that's here at Center, like unless someone gets ruled out. Like I'm not playing Eric Pashal. I'm not playing Tristan Thompson. Um, what, what about what about Miles Turner, who's the center of DraftKings? Uh, he's 6,800. It is Detroit on FanDuel. I could maybe get. I could probably get behind it.
0: Chris Boucher is a center on DraftKings, and he's 6K.
1: Yeah, that's probably where I end up going. He's power forward on FanDuel, so like that's a difference, right? I'm probably paying 6K. For Boucher on DraftKings, I think that's what I would go. I, I think I'm playing Cousins or Embiid on FanDuel.
0: By the way, let me ask you this about Draymond Green. If Wiseman ends up playing, are you still as high on Green?
1: Um, I would hope that the Warriors have a better understanding that their offense is better with Draymond as the facilitator. Um, So I would consider it. Uh, okay. I don't know if he's... Ex- Expected. I guess he could says he could be available. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh he had been limited though. Like he was coming off the bench. I have to believe they would start him though, right? With no Looney, or would right. they have him come off the bench and still go Graymon and JTA?
0: I don't know, but that's about fifteen to eighteen minutes
1: right there. Yeah. You know they weren't really playing past Shao much. They could also I view just. It,
0: I view it two ways. I view it two ways. That that point total I want that that expectation is gone. However, the path to getting a good amount of assists with Wiseman in there, I feel like, becomes a little bit clearer.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I feel like just the way Draymond's played in this role, they should, they should keep it that way. Steph is playing really well right now. You see the other guys playing really well, and it's because I think Draymond is being the facilitator and allowing the other guys to sort of move without the ball and get open. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I like Wiseman a lot as a prospect, as a rookie. You know, it was tough to see him, one, get hurt, but then frustrating to see him then get benched for Kevin Looney for no reason. Uh, Yeah, they're stupid. So I'm hopeful that he does start his return and we get him in the lineup because uh, he's a really great talent and I have his rookie card. So, uh, (laughs) you know, I could use some value added to that card uh, for sure. Uh, Fancy, any final thoughts here before we close this one out?
0: Yeah, no, I'm just going to say that Let's uh, watch the rest of the Pacers to see if whether or not they're going to be somewhat fresh or not. But it's that Orlando-Golden State game, man. There's some serious value there, and we're going to have to watch for that because someone's getting an opportunity, and it could be
1: Chuma Okeke. <laughs> right. It definitely could be Chuma Okeke. It is an 18-point lead for Brooklyn right now. Uh, Sabonis and Brogdon aren't on the floor six minutes to go. Or uh oh, they just they I'm sorry they just came on the floor. They're still on the floor. So oh wow, now it's a twenty point lead. We'll see if there's a team timeout here. Uh, I'm watching GameCast, so uh, don't really know what's going oh, on. How do you
0: GameCast? Oh my god, I,
1: I, I like GameCast. What, I like GameCast. What is this? Two thousand one? Why don't no, no, still they're,
0: out there? In the just, game package.
1: Why don't I you mean, have the NBA package? I don't need to pay for the, the package. I got, yes. a, I got a little dude, stream. You, dude, write it off. You work in sports. Yeah, but I got, I got all the streams. They're fine. No, they're uh, not. You need access to these games. I have access to the games. I'm no, just you're not watching, watching, watching freaking GameCast. It's because we're recording a, a podcast, so I don't have the stream running. But uh, that being said. Mean, I'm buying you a monitor. Number. I have two monitors.
0: <laughs> we got to figure something out, man. We got to get some basketball on those
1: things. Amen to that. Uh, if you have any questions for us, you know where to find me at JMPema777. You know where to find Fence of course, at Fancy Sports on Twitter. Get us in subscriber chat for any questions. We'll have a full days of coverage for you as well. Playbook, we have the live stream. We have the Starting Five video. We got the Value Vault article, the Fast Break Core plays, you name it. We're bringing you... All the data you need for this five game slate. Fancy, you want to send us out? Yes. Let's dominate. Let's crush it. No other option.
0: Let's win.